dude, you have the same, the access, you have access to the same God, like who's speaking to you actually, you know? And, um, and so that's my big encouragement on my show is just like, yes, you can. And these people are just, and I just will not let people put me on a pedestal if I can help it. It's just like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just some guy, like literally was working behind the scenes. Steve asked me if I wanted to do this and it just like my, my life changed overnight, but I'm like, I'm still the same person. Hey, Prophetic Justice Podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We are going to continue the conversation we had with Jeff Thorpe. Jeff is a creative at heart with 15 years of experience in video production, editing, and design. He loves sharing all that he's learned with others. He currently co-produces and hosts the live stream, Elijah Fire. Five days a week, he's joined by a variety of guests as they discuss happenings in culture, prophecy, as well as the big issues of today, all with a biblical perspective. He's also spent time traveling the world as a short-term missionary through Youth with a Mission, also known as YWAM, where he aided in humanitarian efforts, evangelizing, and encouraging local Christians. Jeff's passion is in encouraging other creatives to walk with confidence and instill hope and joy for others. He is passionate about filmmaking and is an avid action figure and comic book collector. He currently resides in Salem, Oregon with his beautiful wife, Lauren, and their cat, Lulu. Thank you so much for being here, Jeff. No, so I started in 2008. So I, you know, we eventually moved back down to Salem in 2016. Um, And then, you know, fast forward two years, um, I, I started feeling that same thing of like, man, there's something more like January of, 2018 i just felt like god was like get ready that's like what he said to me i was like get ready okay oh sir yes sir you know uh uh we moving uh and uh and so anyways an opportunity presented itself because the my predecessor at the time was the editor for the elijah list and they had started something called elijah's dreams and um it was a studio show at the time and it was gonna be on tv like god tv and stuff i had received a an email from them. And I originally was, my thought was, I'm not going to, I'm not going to work for those weirdos. That was, that's actually like one of the thoughts I had. And I was typing out, no, thank you. Thank you. But no, thank you. And I heard the Holy spirit say, Oh gosh, just hear him out. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, you are going to work for those. And, and, Cause they were like, we're going to be doing, we're going to be meeting up for a shoot We'd love for you to come. It's going to be an all day affair because we're going to shoot like two different, two or three different shows and, and we're going to have pizza and all this stuff. And I'm like, and so I was like writing it. I was like, thanks, but no thanks. And, um, I wasn't going to be that mean. I was not going to be that mean, but I was going to say no. And then the Holy spirit said, just hear him out. And so I went and I was like, well, I'll bring a notepad because I'm just a note taker and I have tons of ideas all the time, a total visionary. Uh, and so, and so, um, I, uh, I was there and I just felt this peace come over me mm. and I heard the Lord say, this is your job if you want it. And I immediately was like, yes, this is what I want. Wow. You know? Oh my gosh. And so I said, yes. And I was super rusty because I hadn't like really handled a camera in quite a few years at this point. Well, not quite a few. I mean, it was, yeah, I was like 2013 was when I left film school and then this is 2018. So yeah, it was five years. Um, 
So, uh, I mean, they kind of sort of took a chance on me, but they were like, we need an editor. And then, um, and so, yeah, I did that for a while. Uh, I was kind of the floor director. I kind of facilitated the speaker coming in and, and briefing them and, and making sure they were lit properly and all this stuff. And and then I would run all the cameras and facilitate the camera crew and all that stuff like that. Wow. Okay. Um, and, and they, so, they had a studio in Salem then. Okay. Yeah. And okay. so, um, it was a part of a church, uh, here, but they like, built a studio. Uh, and so I was cool. Um, I was so nervous the first couple of times I was like, Oh my gosh, cause it's out of my comfort zone. Cause I'm more like filmmaking this like TV, you're totally lit differently and all that stuff. So it was definitely a learning experience for me. And uh, you have to cut every episode to exactly 27 minutes and 30 seconds because they have to put commercials in there and stuff. And so anyways, yeah, so I did that and, um, and then COVID hit and, and then our governor was like anybody that's over any, any workplace that's over like five people or something like that, you have to shut down. And we had like 20 employees. And so we had to shut down and we all started working from home. Then Steve, a lot of us were like, you should do live streaming. You should, cause he knows so many people, my boss, Steve. And so we're like, you should, you should cash in on these relationships and just live stream. He's like, no, 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 I want to do a studio show. So anyways, we started doing those and then a live streams just exploded um, and like exploded because before we were on YouTube as well, but you know, uh, and we were on like God TV and Daystar. No, we weren't on Daystar. We wanted to be on Daystar. We were on another one. But anyways, it doesn't matter. You know, our studio shows just couldn't get uh, couldn't get traction. I think it's because yeah. they weren't topical for the, the demographic. They wanted more like current events and stuff. And we would shoot an episode and sometimes it'd be like six months before it would air. You know, so it's like, <laughs> you know, it just don't. Yeah, that's uh, not helpful. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so uh, we ended up doing these live streams, they exploded. And all the while, Steve had had been sitting on a prophetic word he'd received about reaching young people. And the Lord had told him, if you do not go after the young people, I'm going to give it to someone who will. I'm going to give this calling to someone who will. And he's like, yikes. So he'd been sitting on that. And then, you know, we've been doing streaming and I had been subbing for him, uh, you know, when he couldn't be there. I think he noticed my, you know, charisma and you know so i was just like he's like oh jeff would be a good person to sub for me so i started doing that and people liked me enough so that was good uh and and then he wrote me privately and he said all right he's after an episode he was like i think it's time it's time for us to do this this show catered more towards young younger people and i i would really like you to be the one to head it up and so i was like well, let me pray pray about it and then god was immediately like yeah dude like this is <laughs> like i don't think you need to pray and Come so on. for me, That's again, be, being a guy who's called the filmmaking, I, the low hanging fruit of that situation in terms of temptation would be, you're calling me to do yet another thing that has nothing to do with what I'm called to do. Right. Um, and I just didn't even, I didn't even hesitate once he said, yes, I was like, I know the drill I've learned. And, um, if anything, patience has been produced in me during this long season, but I, 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 up until that point, Tatiana, it was like, I was in an eight year hidden season. So from 2013 to 2021, I was hidden away for eight years where 
you sit there with all these burning desires and all the while, like number one, bad, bad theology, things like that were being burned out of me. Um, I obviously needed to learn some valuable realities about who God is um, and who he isn't a lot of other things. And so for me during that time, it was like those eight years were like, I mean, people would come up to me. Like I remember my friend Denise, who I worked with at, at Trader Joe's, she's since gone home to be with the Lord, but she actually never got to see kind of what I've become, I guess. Um, and she would always like, Hey, I want to start a Bible study and I want you to lead it. I'm like, no, freaking, I don't want to, I don't want to lead. Okay. I just want to <laughs> like hide away for the rest of my life. I don't want to, I, I don't, I don't want to, I just don't, you know, and she would like always ask me and I'm like, you lead it. And she's like, no, I really feel like it's supposed to be you, Jeff. Like, and she saw something in wow. me that I had kind of lost touch with, I think. And then another buddy of mine was like, I want to do a Bible study, but I want you to lead it. I'm like, dude, I don't want to lead it. And uh, I was like, you lead it. He's like, no, Jeff. He's like, I think you'd be really good. I'm like, dude, no. And so um, all those things would happen. So it's interesting because like they obviously saw something in me and acknowledged something in me. And then like, even like working at Trader Joe's, they would ask me every quarter, they would ask me, Jeff, we really think you should be on leadership. And I'm like, thanks, but no, thanks. Bye. You know, <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> I am not going to do that. Says I. I am not, I am a leader, yeah. but I am not going to lead. <laughs> right. And so um, coming into this has been insane. Like, like go, entering into Elijah fire, just like, man, just like you're faced with every number one, you see how much you've grown. Okay. That's one obvious thing. But then you also see all the areas that you need to improve. Like, but now they're like out there in the open, right? How long have you been doing Elijah fire for again? Two years. Okay on monday yeah we celebrated our two-year anniversary so yeah it's just been crazy because it's like you know when you're in when you enter into a new level like that whatever it is you know you're faced with yeah okay you can recognize the areas you've grown but then you're suddenly like overwhelmed by imposter syndrome and like because like i'm i'm not i mean you've seen my style i'm not a normal person that operates in that sphere of I'm very chill and just like, Hey man, you know, joke around and stuff. And sometimes people, we, we laugh about it when the guests leave. Sometimes like newer guests get kind of, they like it, but they're very like taken aback by it at first. Cause they're so used to like, no brother, tell me, tell me yes. about this revelation you've got, you know? And I'm just like, so you have this really sweet thing yes. that God told you, you know what I mean? Like yes. they're like, yes. Yes. Oh, you know, and so I think that that's, that's just who I am, you know, like, that's just, I'm not, uh, and that was one of the things God was very adamant about. He's like, no faking, you know? Um, and, and so that was met with a lot of hurtful comments from older folks, uh, at first, because, you know, up until this point, cause we're really, we're really pioneering something, you know, like the Elijah list hasn't had anything and it's been a, a process of honoring requests from my leaders there are certain decisions that get made that are outside of my control so you have to learn to adapt and not be like flipping tables and you know and so there's that and then there's also having to like be gentle with 
older crowd that are getting used to a younger person, you know, communicating things in a different way and getting really frustrated with like, okay, like you and, and me going back and forth and you interjecting and giving your, your comments. That's how I function on my show. And it's just very conversational. That aspect was met with so much disdain. Oh, when I first started That's and wild. it really stung. Cause it was just like, yeah. like, I like, I felt kind of betrayed because like all these people knew me from Elijah's dreams and they were like, Oh, Jeff, you know? And then I came and did this and it was just like, I was really leaning hard into conversational and they're like, stop talking. If you want to talk, you should go on someone else's like, they're like calling me like conceited and all these things. I'm like, what? Me? Like, I'm not like, come on, you know? And, and so I, you know, a lot of those people have since left, which is fine. You know, like you're not going to please everybody, but I think, um, dang, that would, you know, that, yeah. And then people just having their own opinions about Mm -hmm. like my interest. And that was another thing. God's like, I want you to be transparent with things you like, you know, and, and really like just all encompassing, you know, like, and and I honestly, this scenario I'm still working on, uh, because every now and then I get hate mail that gets emailed to my bosses and then, you know, it's like, they do that. Like they'll, they'll like, they'll tattle on you and like, you know, I don't like that. Jeff said that he likes this thing. And you know, like I want, I love Superman and like someone got upset. Cause I like Superman. I'm like, you know, you know, I'm talking about Superman, right? Like I'm not talking about like, I don't know, some other like spawn or something like that. You know, like I like it. I'm talking about Superman, you know, like, and, and they're like, you know, blah, 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 you know? And, uh, yeah. So it like it's been a it has been a big adjustment of just like really, really, really addressing the fear of man. And I think a, a verse that I always go back to is in Colossians. I read it a lot on my show. Uh, it says, Am I now to, this is actually one of like my worst moments of just like I had to stop reading comments, everything. And I was just like really like kind of like really battling the temptation to shrink back and just like kind of just be like super super like super just vanilla and like not you know um and uh, it says am i it's uh galatians chapter 1 verse 10 it says am i not trying to win the approval of human beings or of god or am i trying to please people if i if i were still trying to please people i would not be a servant of christ and mm-hmm. i was like first off god ouch that stings but thank you you know and it was just like okay like i have to like if what you are, if what God asks you to do is met with resistance, is it now suddenly not something God asked you to do? God never said you, it, I mean, Jesus even said in life, you will have many troubles, but take heart. I have overcome the world, you know? And unfortunately that can even be amongst other believers. And I, I think that it's rather than looking at them as the enemy is like, they're in process, just like I am. I react negatively to stuff that I shouldn't, you know what I mean? Like I act dumbly to stuff that, I shouldn't, you know? So I think, you know, it's just like, we're all in process and, and just having grace on them and just like, you know, not taking it personal. I'm like, the, it doesn't change what God has asked me to do. You know what I mean? Same with yep. you. I, th- I agree. And I think there is like, when you said you just felt like you wanted to shrink back, I just have felt like that so often recently where I'm like, yeah, you know, I think it's just easier if I just... <laughs> 
like, I should just not do this. Yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. I think we tried yeah. it, Jesus, yeah. and yeah. it obviously was difficult. So, uh-huh. well, <laughs> like, and I always, I yeah. always liken that to. Um, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so there's a there's a part in Return of the Jedi where C3PO and R2D2 they're going. It's at the beginning. They're going to Jabba the Hutt's palace, and they're going to you know they kind of kick off this big rescue mission to rescue Han Solo, and and C3PO is super nervous because like this is a really nasty place, and so they walk up. And he knocks and he just goes, there's no one home. Okay, let's go. You know? And, and then, and then like, I'm like, I do that all the time where I'm like, you work up all the courage and you're like, here we go. You get to the door and you knock and you're like, all right, bye. All right, I did it. <laughs> we tried you know, this. Like, yeah, yeah. Bye. Literally. You know, literally. I, I, man, I know. I know what that feels like. How like, has it been? Cause that you are, I guess, whether maybe you feel like it or not, maybe you realize it, maybe you don't, but you are on like this national level now with some of these guests that you have who are also on national levels of being prophets or evangelists or whatever their gifting is. I mean, when I watch watch your show, I see two equal people having a conversation. Like I don't ever feel like they feel like they're teaching you I feel like it's a full like you both are equal you're both just like having a genuine conversation and so I would imagine that I mean do you go speak like are you have you been starting to go into some of these areas or been asked to that they are also going into okay uh sort of like I'm not being like people aren't writing me like Jeff we have to have you come speak and I'm like you know, like, uh, now that I say that, I'm going to, like, come in tomorrow and have, like, five <laughs> <Yeah>. requests. <laughs> like, uh, you and Andrew Whalen, just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I would feel, I mean, to be honest, like, I would feel so weird. I still have a hard time, like, praying in front of these people. Like, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm still working through this and realizing, like, but the reality is, because my approach is I just want people. Okay. So when we started Elijah streams, I started to realize, cause I did a lot of like the managing the back end and running that show. So I saw a lot of, a lot of comments and interactions. People would write me. I saw a lot of, I'm just going to call it for what it is. I saw a lot of idol worship. Um, and I know these people, I know these people, these guests on Elijah streams. And I know that that's not what they would want either. Uh, that they're just people. Um, but uh, th- that was one thing that I really saw as an issue where it's like people treat these prophets or whatever as like these oracles, these fortune tellers. And I'm like, dude, you have the same, the access, you have access to the same God, like who's speaking to you actually, you know? And, um, and so that's my big encouragement on my show is just like, yes, you can. And these people are just, and I just will not let people put me on a pedestal if I can help it. It's just like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just some guy, like literally was working behind the scenes. Steve asked me if I wanted to do this. And it just like my, my life changed overnight, but I'm like, I'm still the same person. And I just like, so really what it comes down to is like, you know, you're talking about being an equal with someone. It's like, don't pretend to know something you don't. It's that simple. And, and, and in like, if there's something that I don't know, I'm just like, dude, like, this is awesome. You know, like, tell me more. And I, or I'll ask like, and I'm always just kind of thinking about someone who's come into this for the first time 
and they have no gauge, but they're hungry for the Lord. And for some reason they're there, but they have questions. I always try to think of questions framed that way too, of like, what if they, what if they're watching? What, what, what questions would I have if I was sitting here and I was just like, you know, like what, what in the world is this? You know? And so for me, it's just really been about that. of just like, don't pretend you don't know anything. Don't, don't pretend you know everything. Uh, have the courage to say you don't know something. Uh, have the courage to say areas you struggle in. Yeah, absolutely. You know? absolutely. And I think that, you know, millennials and Gen Z, like we really, we really crave authenticity, especially within the church. And I think that, you know, when I was younger, that desire was there, but it kind of ended up in like, let me go, like, if God is here, let me kind of hang out over here and talk about how I'm not perfect rather than like, yeah, I'm not perfect in this, but this is something that God's working in the area with me. And, and it's, it, this is how, how it's going, you know, and people going, whoa, okay. So it's, it's actually, okay. I think there's this lie where we're like, okay, well, if you're struggling with anything or you're, you're not perfect at something, uh, go away from God and try and fix it on your own and then come back to him and carry on, you know? And I know, I know because I really struggled with that, you know, and that's how I kind of like entered into that dark season that I talked about. Um, if anybody really wants to hear me talk about it, you can go watch Elijah fire episode 300. Um, uh, and so, um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just think that authenticity is something that's really important though, within the body of Christ. And, and um, I was just talking to someone, there's an, a Christian artist who um, through events outside of her control, her husband divorced her a year and a half ago and was really heartbroken over it. She'd written a lot of music about like perseverance and marriage and like all this stuff. Great artist named Sarah Reeves. And um, she, uh, she had just written a new song and it was called Zuma beach. And it's, it, it's, it's her pouring out her heart over the pain of her divorce and the shame that was involved and, and all this stuff and what God had been doing in her heart to mm. heal it. And it, it can like the, the end of like the, the course is like, I think I left, I left it there on Zuma beach or something like that. It's a really like emotional song. Someone commented in the comments and was like, what's this? I thought you were a Christian. What is this? You know? And so that stemmed me. I was, I was nice, but I was like, I kind of brought up a conversation of like, I think this is the pro one of the problems within the church is we crave authenticity, even, even Gen Xers, boomers, like we want authenticity, but then when we're met with it, we rebuke it or we're, we're like, it, it's, I don't know if it's just like you're met with discomfort. It could be a religious spirit. It could be a lot of different things, but it's just like, man, like that. Um, and so I think it does take a lot of courage to be transparent and, and, and to be vulnerable. And uh, there are certain times that I'm like, you know, the very thing that I felt God was like, I want you to share this. And then someone's like, you know, I can't believe you like this thing, you know, um, you know, shame on you. Or like, I can't believe you went to Disney world. That was one. And I'm like, okay, first off, the reason why I went to Disney world was to celebrate 10 years of marriage, healthy marriage, mind you with my wife. And you're more fixated on the fact that I'm at Disney world 
and not rejoicing the fact that I have a successful marriage of 10 years, I think we need to evaluate. So, okay. Another example was um, someone was on my show at some point and I announced that they were going to be on and they were going to be sharing about how the Lord walked them through overcoming homosexuality. Mm-hmm. I know that there's maybe some people listening that might, you know, disagree with that. I, this person was just sharing their testimony. Okay. Someone wrote in and said, you shouldn't have this person on because they told us to pray for Biden. And I said, I don't care. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't care. We should. Okay. Yeah. And regardless of people's political affiliation, that's not the point. The point is, is that they made a mountain out of a molehill. They were more focused on something so trivial rather than looking at the actual thing we should be rejoicing about. And so these are types of things that, you know, we have to face. And I think it's, it's not to blast anyone that's listening to my show. It's not to put down anybody. It's more to point out my, to just to prove my point that, you know, there are, man, it's, I look, okay. Full transparency. I even have my struggles with, of like, you know, someone's being authentic and, and, and transparent. And I, I think there's a, we can get in our flesh about it. Right. I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to be transparent all the time. And it's like, no, what you have, a you have a, you actually have a, like a sin issue or like you actually have an issue controlling your tongue and self-control is a fruit of the spirit, you know? And I'm guilty of that. I'm 100% guilty of that. Especially in my early twenties when I was like, man, I just want to be like, it's going to be so metal. I'm going to be like so authentic and like, just, you know, transparent and just, you know, um, like, mm, I think you were just, it's, yeah, I just think you were feeding your flesh a little bit. So there is that, but there's also times where someone is being real and I'm like, this makes me really uncomfortable. But I say often on my show, because this has been the story of my life, just because something makes you uncomfortable does not mean it's wrong. Yep. Mic drop for real, because Boom. I do think, oh gosh, I have so many thoughts, but I also, um, you know, one of my struggles is really judgment um, on people often because I see in the spirit a lot. God shows me things about people and I am learning now. I like, I would say this is more past issue of like not understanding why God shows you things about people. If you do see in the spirit, like so boldly sometimes, and then to not um, steward it, to not ask God why he's showing you. And it's just, it just became like a, use i used it to judge would i talk to this person would yes. i what yes, i i did the same thing yes and yeah. and i truly thought for a long time that's why god gifted me this. it's like so funny to think <laughs> right. about now. Isn't it funny? but yeah. like you're like oh he's giving me this to keep my keep me safe to help me see what's good for me what's bad for me who yeah. i should shouldn't talk to but i do and now i steward it much differently but um I think that if you are a Christian and you are, you tend to lean towards the judge judgmental side of judging people, judge Judy, whatever, um, (laughs) that God will correct you. And so I truly, as you were talking, I really do feel like some people who probably have said some of these things, like if they have a heart of for God, like God is going to be like, Oh yeah. Like maybe we should shift some of this thinking, like, um, it starts with that, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have posted that, like that feeling of like, okay, this is like out for public display of 
<laughs> my <laughs> critique of a show or whatever it is um it's out there for people to see and maybe i yeah. shouldn't have said it yeah. um i try to become very wary of um bandwagoner ben ben bandwagoning opportunities you know like i do not engage like, oh, okay here's another okay oh here come the halloween posts okay here come the and anybody that's doing a harvest party you're in line in league with the devil you know and i'm just like oh my oh my okay all right can we same thing every year yeah you know what i mean and it's just like or like i hear my thoughts on this thing i'm like well maybe maybe we don't maybe don't maybe we don't share that you know what i mean it's just like just let it be to me i always liken social media now obviously there are exceptions but i liken social media to being it's like a stadium full of people all trying to out yell each other. Yes. <laughs> and there's like, this assumption just... that if you are in that space, like you have this podcast that, well, you asked, you're out here. So you asked to be judged like this. Like you asked for my opinion because you are doing this show. You're the host of it. Right. Like I, if you're going to do it, I have the right to tell you how I feel about it. <laughs> like, yeah. You absolutely. asked for this and well, that. It's I see just... that in Christian Christian spheres a lot of just like ripping apart other Christians. And I'm just like, especially as it pertains to like things of the spirit, for example, you know, a lot of cessationist people that like, have, you know, they don't believe in the gifts and all that. And uh, to me, it's like, it's like a bit like the Aurora Borealis, right? So like, I've never seen the Aurora Borealis but I believe it exists just because I haven't seen it with my own eyes. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist, you know, and there's plenty of evidence that it does exist. And as a matter of fact, I just don't, I, I, oh man, I just feel like it is a very like human solution to try and to try and understand the things of the spirit. And, you know, this is me coming from a reformed theology background. Someone who didn't believe this, I used to make fun of prophecy, um, all that stuff. So that is so that, funny i feel yeah. like that is like full circle like god was uh-huh. like the joke is on you yeah <laughs> watch this he's like say the angels he's like watch this uh, uh and you know and so i think that like to really double down and, and and all that to say i see a lot of that on both sides of the aisle of just like people talking about that's why i try really hard to not name when I'm talking about active thing, obviously I mentioned William Hurt earlier, but he's gone, you know, and, um, you know, I try really hard to not name names because um, people are always calling each other out and on, uh, you know, and it's just, it's just like, dude, like I'm more interested in diplomacy and like, like if I call someone out and name them by name, that in, immediately prevents that creates hostility between myself. They're going to def- be in the defensive. I would much rather have a conversation with that person personally rather than, you know, and I just wish that we would do more of that. Uh, it's so prevalent on social media. Like there's so much of like reaction videos to reaction videos in this realm. And I just, am like, we just, I don't need another reaction video to the right. reaction video to the reaction yeah. video. <laughs> well, and we've even like talked, like we've, we've explored a lot of different ideas on Elijah fire and just cause I mean, it's five days a week and, and we're, we're exploring about like, 
shifting like Tuesdays and Thursdays to maybe something that's slightly different. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I was like, man, re- reaction videos. And I was like, no, dude, I just don't feel the Lord on that. Like I, it's gotta be something that's different, you know? And so that too is another thing of just like being patient, you know, cause you could feel an, uh, an, you know, kind of a gnawing of like, oh, I feel like there's something here. We're supposed to be doing something here, but I don't know what it is. And, you know, sometimes I'll kind of probe around and, you know, throw out some ideas and kind of throw them, around, throw them around. But if I just, if I don't feel like it's going anywhere, I now just have the self-control to wait until God, I'm like, God is obviously highlighting this for a reason and he wants me to seek him on it. So seek him, you know, like, and, and just be patient, you know? So yeah, I'm with you though. I just feel like there's enough reaction videos and I just, I, I think for me, I'm more interested in like, go be the church, you know, like that's, that's my heart behind Elijah fire is like, go. And this is coming from a guy who's not even called to the mountain of uh, the, the church mountain, right. The seven mountains. So for me, and not even the media mountain for crying, I'm in two of those mountains right now that I'm not even called in, you know, but that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just going like, well, this is my, my heart is I'm sick and tired of all the idolatry in the church, sick and tired of people feeling like, you know, Johnny so-and-so or this person or that person is this superhero that has these unattainable abilities. I'm like, you literally have access to the same abilities. Like you, you, you can prophesy too. You can heal, you can get a, um, a word of knowledge or provide sound counsel to this person or that person. And I'm like, you know, and I just like, Cause I just saw so many people that were like, so anxiety filled and they're like, please tell me this question. So-and-so they'd like, right. Please tell me, I really need to know. I'm so depressed. And I'm like, dude, like, that's like the question you're asking is in like Genesis chapter one, like, like just read your Bible. You know what I mean? Like, and so for me, it's like, that's my heart is really just like, like really, really encouraging people to, to get fired up, to, to walk out their, their, you know, like their relationship with the Lord. And our slogan is kind of like level up, you know, cause we're gamers. And so like, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, get, get the tools you need to, to, to gain confidence, to go out and do this yep. stuff yourself. You know? Yeah. Do you that's feel like, it. Oh, sorry. No, I say, that's just my heart. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, as you have done this, podcast or this live stream that your own gifts have become drawn out more have you oh, noticed yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 so and honestly too like uh as cindy mcgill one of my guests regular guests who for those cindy. who don't know she's hardcore she's so hardcore. One, she tells it like it is which is awesome uh and she goes to porn conventions and burning man and like yeah she's awesome but she always talks about how the anointing is transferred through association. And, and uh, Catherine Kuhlman, famous evangelist, she also uh, demonstrated this too in that like her, I think it was her brother and her sister, or I, I can't remember who it was, on her team would also function in the same giftings that she had. You know, God bless her association. And so there's actually a, a passage in Numbers. Because I was looking, I was like, this has got to be in scripture. Because there's weird stuff. I try not to build a doctrine off of stuff that there isn't evidence in scripture of it. Um, even though God does weird things and there's only so much you can fit in a book, right? 
There's a lot in here, but there's only so much you can fit in. And God is infinite. This These book pages are finite, right? There's a certain number of them and a certain number of words. So God can actually bring greater revelation through the word. He can also do stuff that's not in the Bible. And you're like, I know this is God, but there, I can't tell anybody. There's no, <laughs> yeah. I'm like a heretic. That's you know? literally my life. I feel like. Sometimes. Yeah. And so yes. like, it's, it's a very real thing, but I try not to build a doctrine off of that. So, so uh, in a uh, numbers chapter 11, verses 16 through 17. So the Israelites, you know, they've gotten quail from the Lord. They're out in the desert. Moses is kicking it on the desert with everybody having their own burning man. They're yes. out there, you know, and, the original and, uh, burning man. Yeah. The original burning man. And, uh, and so he's like, I mean, really, really rough in it in terms of like shouldering this burden of leading these Israelites to the promised land and all this stuff. And so he says something that I think a lot of us would say, he's like, they, they keep wailing to me. Give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, please go ahead and kill me. If I found favor in your eyes and do not let me face my own ruin. I love it. He's like, I love that. God, if you, if I found favor, please kill me. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, this is, this is, this is like a good picture though. Number one of side note of like pastors that try to do everything on their own. And like they end up falling into sin or they fall into like, you know, just they burn out or, or whatever. It's like, it's because you're trying to shoulder it. So get a load of this. So in chapter or verse 16, the Lord said to Moses, bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to all, all who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there. And I will take some of the, the power of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. They will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. And I think one of the reasons why is, again, I mean, this is a, I mean, if you think about the Israelites, for those that know uh, problems with idolatry, they also were, you know, grew up in Egypt and that is a very idolatrous nation. Uh, with pagan gods and all that. And, um, and so, you know, obviously when Moses is up there getting, you know, blasted by the spirit of God and gets the 10 commandments, they're all down there, like gyrating and, you know, the, worshiping a golden calf and, you know, idol worship. Right. So this is obviously, they have an inclination to idolatry. Number one, but also stiff-necked people. God even says that they're stiff-necked. And so um, Moses is like, dude, I'm going to freaking die. Please just kill me. This is the worst. Uh, yeah, I'm so done. And and so God is like, all right, transferring the anointing that I've placed on you onto these other people so that he did actually did the same thing with Aaron, right? Moses is like, dude, I can't do this. Can't speak. No speaking to English. And, and then he's like, dude. Aaron is going to be your mouthpiece, you know, you still have to go, you know? And, and so I'm actually transferring some of my anointing onto him so that you fulfill the purpose for which I intended. My word is going to be fulfilled, you know, whether you like it or not. Uh, and so, so this is a good example of that. So I just, you know, of what you were asking, you know, in the Bible of just like, 
Cause it is, I mean, if anybody is served and alongside somebody and look, it doesn't even have to be on a spiritual level. It could be leadership, right? Someone who's a naturally gifted leader. Suddenly it's like, boom, I just feel juiced up, you know, like juiced up to lead. Uh, and, um, and so, yeah, I would say absolutely. And there's been several instances where like, I'm around certain individuals and I just like, all of a sudden it's just like sharper. The giftings are sharper. And I dip definitely function more on like an apostolic level i say i would say so all encompassing you know evangelism teaching to some degree uh you know pastoring you know prophesying those types of things yeah so like uh actually when andrew whalen was on my show this was about a oh he'd been on for over a year at this point i mean he's the dude has exploded right like He's like everywhere now. And, you know, he'd been on my show for a while and, and, um, and then Steve caught wind of him and, um, and was like, Hey, what's your opinion on Andrew? And I was like, dude, I can't say enough good things about this guy. Like he's super accurate, amazing, super great guy, super beefcake too. Uh, (laughs) I actually, he actually was here in Duluth where I live a few weeks ago. He was here like all weekend at a church and I went to every service and, um, I've met him a few times because he does. I don't know if you know Landon Huey. He's one of Andrew's friends and they do ministry together. Uh, Landon is and his wife are based out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And so um, Andrew will go with Landon to do like revival services throughout Wisconsin. And so, yeah, anyways, I've met him a few times, but he is. I had her on Elijah, Elijah Fire originally and then in person. But you're like, it is. I've never seen someone who is as like a warrior in the spirit as he is like full on, like, I don't even know. It was so cool to watch and you can see in the spirit too, like what he has his mantle for. Absolutely. And so what's crazy though, is that, so talking about like this anointing, like whenever I'm on the show, it's whoever I'm with, it's like this, this extra grace almost to function. And it's, you know, uh, it's almost like if you think of everybody as like a river, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to illustrate this. If you think of everybody like a river and then you operating in that same anointing in some measures, like you jumping in the river, you know, and you're just being carried by the current, you know? And so it's, it feels a bit like that. Um, you're like, all right, yeah, this feels so natural to do. Okay. I'm going to, I get this word of knowledge about this thing. So, uh, Andrew was on, I want to say this earlier this year. So it was like first quarter of this year. And after the show, I said, dude, I just feel this really strongly. Very soon. The Lord is going to open up doors for you to operate on an, you're going to be known internationally. Like you're, you're like, God is, is about ready to like expand the walls of your tent. I think is what I said. And I didn't know he had been scheduled on Elijah's dreams for the first, this was going to be his first time. I didn't know. Uh, wow. Cause I don't always keep up with the schedule of it. And then the next, I think it was the next week he was on Elijah's dreams. And I was like, dude, and the dude has exploded. Like, That's and amazing. so um, I'm so happy for him. Like so much blessing has come his way and, um, and him and his wife, Kelly, they're awesome people. And, um, uh, and so, yeah. So, that was an example. And then one time actually afterwards, uh, Krista, who's a friend of mine, Krista, who's been on my show, uh, 
she's a friend of mine and you know we we're backstage after the show and we we're just in there and i i i got this image of all these skittles bouncing on the ground and she, i said hey i i got this like image of like skittles and she's like oh my gosh and i was like <laughs> what and she's like so i back in my unsaved years when i was a druggie i was a what's called a candy kid. So candy kids for those that don't know are like ravers that are like just all about like love and exuding just like good vibes and, and all this. And they usually were like bright colors, I think. And, and so she's like, I was a candy kid and my nickname was Skittles. And lately God has been bringing that, that time in my life to mind about wanting to restore. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I had just gotten Skittles and that was like a major like thing for her. And, and then there was another time, this is just a story I want to share. It's not really about transfer the anointing, but it was one that I written down just cause I, I love it. It just, it, can we, it just shows God's love for people, even when they've drifted away from him. So I was at, I went to, into Trader Joe's to shop and this was like two years ago, I think. And there was this girl there and she, bringing me up and I just felt like, Oh my gosh. Like, I just felt like God was like, I want you to go home and I want you to, I want you to intercede over this girl. I have some things I want to tell you. And I was like, sir, yes, sir. And so I went home and I just felt I had gotten a couple of images and, and some messages for it, but I just, the big thing I heard him, I said, tell her I miss her. And yeah. I immediately knew that she had a Christian background that she used to walk with the Lord and she had, she had walked away. Yeah. And I was like, sometimes there's certain words that I've given to people that I feel so freaking nervous, like so nervous. I'm shaking oh, man. Yep. because I just feel the weight of it. And I just like walked, I was like paced around the store a million times. And there'd be this time where she was off by herself and I was like, okay, I'll do it now. And I was like, Oh my gosh. No, this is like freaking me out. She like, probably is like, what the heck is this yeah, guy like and so then, doing in the store so, for an hour? Yeah. And so then I walked up to her at a time and I was like super out of breath and like shaky <laughs> voice. And I was like, hey, uh, huh. Which is like, and then I got annoyed and because I was like, why are you acting like this? You don't normally act like this. Stop being like, weird. Stop being weird. Yeah. 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 And so <laughs> then I was like, hey, uh, I'm a Christian. Um, uh, uh. and um and anyways, and so I uh I said, Hey, you used to have a Christian background, didn't you? And she said, yeah, or no, I, I, I asked all the things in the form of a question. Cause I didn't want to sound too weird. I was like, did you have a, I was like, did you used to have, a, I, I, do you have a Christian background? She goes, yeah. And I said, I asked her a couple other questions. And I said, I explained to her what happened like a cut, like a two weeks ago or whatever. And I said, Hey, you know, you rung me up and, and uh, I said, you know, I told her what the Lord told me. I said, he said, he missed you. He said, he misses you. And immediately like her eyes welled up with tears. And, uh, and then there was some other things too. Like I saw that she wasn't sleeping and that she was dealing with a lot of anxiety. And those are things that God has really given a lot of victory for me in. And, uh, and so I was able to pray her and stuff like that. It was just an amazing, those types of things are so amazing because yeah, she wasn't walking with the Lord, but the word he gave her hit right to the core of what she was really after, you know, and to know that God missed her. And that's how he feels about anybody who's drifted away from him. He misses you, you know, 
And it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, the amazing piece of it too. Like I've had experiences where I've literally had to go back, like God, I'll say something in the moment. I won't do it because I just, I'm like on my merry way. And then I'll start to to do stuff to do. And then God's like, I told you like, go back. So there have been many times where I've gone back to the person that God gave me the word about. And every time, I mean, people are in tears and it just is like, God is always like, don't you forget that I will leave the 99 for that one, like every single time. And the fact that you came back to tell them what I told you to tell them to begin with is like, you just, there's no um, way to put that emotion into words of like, man, God really sees me to the point that this person was going to leave, go wherever they had to go and not tell me what God told them, but mm. God told them to come back. And yeah. so it's just like, it, it, it brings me to tears, those situations, because it's mm. just like, God will do it for all of us. Like, that's his heart for all of us. Yeah. If we just really sit and listen and Oh, are open well, to it so yeah well, I love also that. too in regards to like going back to authenticity really quick because you just reminded me of this being in tears uh i can't tell you how many times even though i faced a lot of persecution from yeah. believers unfortunately um about being more honest and just chill and, and all this stuff um i can't tell you how many times i've received just like even the times when I feel like I'm just like rambling or just like not really getting out what I'm trying to say. Um, but I feel like I was supposed to share it again, going back to God, Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will fulfill the purpose for which he sent it. If I feel under the unction of the Holy spirit, something and I, in my flesh don't feel like I landed it just right. So I ruined it. I'm not that powerful, quite frankly. Um, and and so I'll have people write and they're like, that thing you shared about the thing, uh, it really affected me. You know, oh, and I'm like, yeah. like uh, <laughs> the sloppy McNasty thing that just came out of my mouth that like was so incoherent. Inco- that like, I'm still like laying awake, like can't believe I said that thing. Right. Yeah. 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 And so I just like, this happened so many times and like, even just like, even just the aut- authenticity of being transparent. And people criticizing that I've had so many comments from people that are like, I feel so seen by what you shared, you know? So, um, you know, and, and none of that other stuff, none of the coats of paint or anything like that are going to matter. Yeah. 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 I know. I, oh man, that is one area I'm like, God, I don't know. You need to send me a graphic designer. <laughs> so yeah. like on Canva, like this is so bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. I mean, it's such a like a a hard process of, yeah, learning composition and skills. But I mean, Canva has like quite a bit of good resources. You know, yeah. You know, I do though. I just go on to like because we do like a lot of you know, eighties. I call it neo retro. Yes, you do. It's a vibe. It's neon, but it's like you know, synth wavy. You know, um. But I often will just go onto Google and I'll just image search like eighties uh, advertisements or uh, you know, eighties neon or whatever. And so then I actually will look through those and get inspiration. And even if I don't do it, I'm not copying designs, but I'm going, Oh dude, I just thought of an idea, you know, like, and so for me that really helps. So if like I'm going for a specific 
look, then I'll, then that's what I'll do because, and I'll just save those in like a folder so that I can go back. There. I was just doing that today, actually, because, you know, I'm designing merch and I have very lofty ideas. And so I always have to scale them back. <laughs> I, I did hear cut. you all talk about a bomber jacket. And I was like, I would wear an Elijah. Yeah. We're, it, well, elimination. Yeah. I, I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> it's more about, I just want to make sure it's good quality if we did one. Yes. I actually do. I was looking up because the person we're going through has access to so much merch. We can actually make Elijah Fire wrapping paper, and I was like, I want that just for myself. Like, I, I don't want to totally, yeah. <laughs> totally. I think you would be so surprised at how many people would buy that. That's yeah awesome. for Christmas. Oh yeah. man, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That'd be sweet. Well, to end, I mean, I don't even know where to. We have talked about so much. I just truly thank you for your time. Oh yeah. But I really am curious just to wrap this up, like what are you seeing right now? Do you, like in the spirit, like, is there anything God is really highlighting to you? Anything that um, just you, that you see even patterns happening with the guests who are talking right now? Like yeah. what are you, but what are you seeing? I guess is what I want to yeah. know. Okay. There's a couple of things. So number one, I got a word tail end of last year for this year. And I don't think that it's a, a word for just this year. I like, I knew that when I got it, but I, during, I was actually during one of Andrew Whalen's shows, actually, I just heard the Lord say, tell, tell my people, meet me in the creativity. And I was like, okay. Um, and a lot of that, that, that means is whatever creative outlet it is, God is wanting to redefine kind of what I've been talking about today of like, engaging people in creativity saturated in their presence kind of like that one moment i had in 2016 where the creative uh valve got turned back on and it was just i was just spending time with the lord and then all of a sudden creativity came out of that and and it wasn't even the the story i'd come up with wasn't even like oh this is here's the jesus figure and this is that it wasn't so it wasn't an overtly christian thing but it was birthed out of an intimate time with the lord right okay so that's what I'm talking about. I think God wants his people to have that, especially as we enter into this tail end of the year. And I've been, I guys, I've had to work. I've had to walk this out. Like it's been a really, really big challenge for me of, of having to walk this out and pushing past maybe my fleshly desire to say, I'm tired. You know, God is really wanting me to engage, especially like with filmmaking. It's a very crazy fast paced thing. And you have to if you're going to be a spirit-filled Christian, learning to engage with the Lord in that type of an environment and constantly be engaged with him is very important, especially when there's un maybe ungodly things happening around you or certain conversations are being entertained that are ungodly, you know, things like that. So that actually applies to any avenue, any avenue that anyone is in that actually, and, and also to redefine, I think this is the other part of the word is redefine i'm going to redefine what creativity means so for people who are like well i'm not a creative are you sure about that maybe you like to design maybe you're a landscaper maybe you like you just garden at home but you're always planning the perfect uh you know perfect how the flowers are going to be planted to look a certain way when they grow how is that not creativity or maybe you're an interior designer obviously that's creativity or you know, maybe you, it, it could be a myriad of things, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, some of you are going to be 
you know, pushed into directions that maybe are uncomfortable for you, you know, where you're like, I feel like I was supposed to take up, you know, pencil line drawing and I'm the worst drawer in the world, you know, or I'm supposed to take up an instrument. But I think the important thing is with everything in our lives, it has to stem from him. It has to stem from a relationship with him and to not do it in our own ability. And obviously there is going to be a measure of training up to do something. Like if, if, if God says, Tatiana, I want you to, I want you to go run, uh, you know, a half marathon. Well, better start running, you know, better start conditioning your body. You know what I mean? So there is that. So it's about looking at what's around you and, and, and utilizing those things around you. So that is one aspect. Another aspect is that I see two parallel words and I hear hard times and persecution and, uh, you know, whatever. So I hear that, but I also hear blessing, joy, God's, God's goodness beyond measure, you know, financial provision, all those things is one right and one wrong. I would argue they're both right. I think that the body of Christ is at a place right now where we have a choice. We can either seek God and I mean, genuinely seek him. And it, I'm not talking about perfectly. I'm not talking about ironing out every single, you know, character issue that you have. Um, I mean, just actively engage him and allow him to highlight areas that you need to repent of. You need to work on, pursue those things on a daily basis, actively engage with him. Right talking about those Christians versus versus the ones that are just coasting there. I think there are two outcomes and it doesn't mean that we're not going to have, you know, challenges in life and we're not going to, but, but I really do feel like this is a both kind of situation. These are two roads that are being presented to us. I think that one of the roads, the one of, of really, really hard times, um, those types of things come from, maybe it's, it's a picture of the world, but also maybe believers that aren't stepping out in faith. They're not being obedient to the things God has asked them to do. They're not walking in that. And then there's the flip side of that, of blessing. It's like a land of Goshen kind of thing with the, the Israelites, when the plagues were happening in Egypt, they were, they were in the land of Goshen and, and they were, they were spared from those things. But I do really think it's important to analyze themselves. What are areas that God is highlighting to us that we need to be working on and repenting of character issues that we need to be working on. Maybe you are uh testy with your husband. Maybe you aren't, you know, you're neglecting your, your wife and your kids because you're so tired and you think the solution is to just do nothing. Right. Um, it could be a lot of different things, but I think it's really important to analyze ourselves. What are the areas that God is showing to us right now? And to just set those before God. It doesn't mean that you're going to be like, say whatever happens next happens. And you're like, well, I didn't get fully get done with this thing. And so therefore I'm part of the weeping and gnashing of teeth crowd. You know, I, that I don't, that's not, that's not it. It's just that you're actively engaged with whatever this thing is and cleaning it up and allowing the Lord ultimately. See, that's the thing too, is like, again, going back to presence, that is the solution for everything. You have a sin issue, seek his presence, saturate yourself and allow him to saturate your world in his presence. You know, like, you know, whether you're scared or depressed or you're, you're happy and joyful, like I said, at the beginning, everything stems from, from being in his presence. The cure for that is in his presence. You cannot do anything of yourself. Get a little of this. I've been memorizing uh, Romans chapter six. 
Uh, yes, actually memorizing it. Um, I'm not going That's to. Amazing. I'm not going to say it out loud because <laughs> like, for some reason I'm on. It? <laughs> yeah, for some reason whenever I'm on like live, I completely forget all my like. It's this. I I don't know. Is it's that, like, it's like, okay. I'm glad yeah. to hear because I do too. So I'm like, you know, what it says in the. In that one book, in, in yeah, that one and, book, or I'll like take the beginning of a verse and mash <laughs> yes. it with like the bottom. I'm like, no, that's definitely not. That. Oh man, and I'm like, yep. I literally quote this all the time when I'm not live. So, but Romans chapter six, I'll read, um, I'll read one through 14. Okay. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know? that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like, like his. For we, for we know that the old self was crucified so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him for. We know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourselves to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under law, but under grace. And the amazing thing about that is that, you know, we're taught, oh, when you die, oh no, when you, when you're baptized, it's symbol symbolism of, of, of dying and rising again, not according to this, when you get baptized, you're dead. And the amazing thing is that Christ now resides like, like we're, we're, we abide in Christ after that. And uh, Colossians chapter three says, therefore we are hidden with Christ in God. That's what it says. Where is Christ? Christ is seated at the right hand of the father. That's why it says that we're seated with him in heavenly places. And so the amazing thing about that, I love Paul's terminology here because he's like, this is the reality. You're dead to sin. All right. Because anybody you died because you're baptized with Christ, you died, you're dead. So anybody who's dead is it, it, sin no longer has mastery over them. Then he changes it and he says, basically count yourselves dead to sin. Therefore, don't let sin reign in your body. So now he's addressing the fact that sin can is still can still be a temptation, but doesn't change the reality of where we're seated. It doesn't change the reality of who we are. And and so I just said, man, it's just like there's been some revelation. It's been like just exploding from from reading that chapter over and over and over again um, and memorizing it. It's just like. That's our reality. That's our position. That's where we're seated. And so if that's true, then, okay, I'm seated. I'm hidden with Christ in God. Christ is seated at the right hand of the father. So hang on. Like that's, if I'm up there, like, and I'm seated with him in heavenly places, that's a strategic position. Actually, the enemy can't 
get me. And it's just thinking it's like my, my, my flesh is still learning to come to grips with that reality. So anyways, that's so good. That's it. That's all (laughs) I got. Thank you so much. No, that's, I'm going to be thinking about that for the next week. That's amazing. Chapter six. Yep. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you so much for reading that for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, it actually reminded me. So I listened to your, um, episode with Rayma trainer. Yeah. She's legit. She is amazing. And, um, it was funny because earlier in the day I had taken communion and as I was taking communion, I saw like blood in the spirit blood, like on my door. And then I saw it like running down in front of my door and it was like, it's weird. And then I listened to the episode where she talks about the threshold and the lamb and how they literally would have like the blood sacrificing the lamb, like with the blood going into the doorway yeah and i was like what that is awesome like and so um it just made me think of of what like we just if we just take time to really sit with god have a relationship and be able to see like you just vision like you just did the visual of where we are seated with god and in you know with god and i think that is available. That image, that um, piece of it is available to all of us. And we just need right. to step into it. That's all God is asking is mm-hmm. to just sit with him. Let us, let, uh, let him take us there. That's it. And so, yeah, there, I could go on and on, but thank you so mm-hmm. much for sharing that. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I would love if we could end just in a, in prayer. And yeah. um, I would love to pray for you. I think God is doing amazing things in your life and um, that you and your wife are just going to keep moving into these crazy, awesome stories and mm, <laughs> situations amen. that God is leading yeah. you. Amen. Um, so if you don't mind, I'll, I'll go ahead and pray and then we'll kind of just close out. Absolutely. And then before I go, so how do people find you if they have never heard of Elijah fire, obviously they can. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty much, I mean, a lot of places. So we have it in podcast form. So that's Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, you can type in Elijah fire podcast. So on the podcast, we kind of branded it as a podcast. There's a long story behind that, but yeah, that's the way it is. Uh, So you can find it there if you prefer audio, but then we're also on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Rumble. If you type in Elijah Fire, can't miss us. Um, our little our logo is a flame, like a neon flame. Um, and we're on, yeah, totally 80 vi- 80s vibes. We're on Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We go live. Uh, and then it's available after that if you want to watch it afterwards. And then obviously we're on Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. So Elijah Fire Show on all those platforms. Sweet. And I will link it in the notes so people can just click there and Boom. grab it. All right. Yeah. Let's pray. Yeah. All right. Dear God, I just thank you so much for this time together, mm. God. I thank you for getting us here, Lord. I just thank you for um, just this beautiful conversation and just for Jeff's story, God, I just can see that you are doing so much and you have done so much in his life, Lord. And I just pray that even as he steps away from the microphone tonight, Lord, that he uh, can just really feel the power um, that you have 
just shown him in his life, God, just that your hand has been with him every step of the way, leading him, guiding him, and that will just only continue. And so I just pray, God, that as he's getting ready to go into this, the next season of his life, Lord, him and his wife, God, that you will just continue to um, open doors. I just can see that favor is on him, God, your favor, and that it will just, it's like a building, uh, like a building block, like one thing is leading to another is leading to another God. So um, I also just pray over, over his wife, God, I just pray, Lord, that you'll just be with her as Jeff is kind of front facing right now but I just see you rising raising both of them up in some way to be um both together starting to do more ministry or episodes or some type of thing together is what Mm -hmm. I see so I just pray for that preparation Lord and um God I just pray that you'll just continue to bless their lives God is you're just um I just keep seeing like new season is coming so whatever that looks like God I just I just thank you so much and um just bless him and his wife tonight as they rest and just continue to give them dreams and visions and um, may their hand be upon them in Jesus name. Yeah. And I just pray for this podcast, Lord. I just, and I pray for just the people listening to this um, that uh, obviously this is a justice focused podcast, but we can't, we can't know the justice of God if we don't know your heart as well. And I think that that is something that, um, was really communicated in this is just how, how much you love us and all of us. Yeah. I went through my whole life story. You had me share a lot. Um, but it's, it's something that is universal and that you care about us all. You love us all and you want us to come boldly before your throne as scripture says. And so I just pray for people who maybe are struggling for worth with struggling with worthiness right now, that they are worthy because he is worthy. The person you said yes to Jesus Christ, he's worthy and his blood has covered you. Um, and God, I just thank you that we are hidden, hidden with Christ in God, as Colossians three says, that is our reality. That's the place that we operate from, that we live from. Um, and so God, give us greater revelation of that. Give me greater revelation of that, of exactly what that means. Um, cause there's always deeper we can go. And that's the exciting part for me. It's not frustrating. It's exciting. And so Lord, I just pray for peace over people, people's minds. Um, and I know that a lot of people who are operating in the fields of, um, different social issues, um, that there's a lot of warfare surrounding that there's a lot of discouragement yeah. surrounding that. And so Lord, I pray that they would be encouraged. I speak against discouragement in Jesus name yeah. they would hold fast to the mission that you've put in front of them, knowing full well that your word, the word you placed in them, go do this, go do that, say this, will fulfill the purpose for which you sent it. Because your that that's how you operate. That's your will yes. in Isaiah 55, 11, that all we have to do is be obedient with what's the next step in front of us. And so Lord, give us eyes to see what the next step is. That every now and then you, you remind us of the vision, you cast vision, you go, hey, here's a little prophetic word to remind you that you're on the course yep. or to veer slightly to the left or the right. But keep your eyes focused on what the next step is and let me handle the big picture stuff. And so God, I just thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you that you've birthed in people a desire to align with your heart for justice. And so Lord, we just speak um, favor. We speak opportunities, new vision, um, even over Tatiana, God, that you would just 
instill her with, with new life and vigor in Jesus name. I pray for peace over her home, over her mind as she embarks on, on this um, big, big project, not just with the podcast, but what, you know, what she's doing with her, her job as well, Lord. And so we just thank you for the opportunity, the doors that are, that are getting ready to be open. Uh, We just thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness, God. We love you so much. Yes. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll have you back on. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Wow. I hope that this conversation impacted you as much as it did for me. Listening to Jeff's story, also listening to all the work he's done in the mission field was truly, truly inspiring for me and also gave me a different perspective of looking at the demand side that happens in the human trafficking space. So God truly worked on my heart as Jeff and I were speaking and talking. So thank you for joining. Tune in in the next few weeks for the next episode. And until then, love you all, God bless you, and talk soon.